0: ¿Alguna vez has estado lista para sentarte y disfrutar de la televisión y luego te das cuenta que no sabes lo que quieres ver o incluso dónde empezar a buscar opciones? Cox TV te facilita esa decisión con el entretenimiento que amas, Todo en el mismo lugar. Mira televisión en vivo, programas en demanda, grabaciones de DVR y música, todo con el sonido de tu voz con el control remoto de voz Cantor. No solo encuentra los programas que estás buscando, sino que también te brinda recomendaciones de romance, aventura o simplemente películas y disfruta. Si eres fanática de los deportes, captura la acción de golf y baloncesto. ¿Qué has estado esperando? Y obtendrás los puntajes, estadísticas y resúmenes en tiempo real en la aplicación con- Contour Sports. Y si te gusta la transmisión, solo dilo para que lo veas en tus aplicaciones de suscripción favoritas como Hulu, Paramount+, Disney+, Plus y más con Contour Stream Player. Obten más información con cox.com para Contour. Hey, girl, I'm Micaela, a mother, wife, Jesus follower, podcaster, empowerment coach, and a Chicana who loves her cafecito. I'm on a mission to empower each mujer to give herself permission to be the woman God created her to be. Because just like you, I wear many hats. Girl, I see you trying to take care of everyone else. But on this podcast, I invite you to grab your cafecito or glass of wine, sit back, relax, because I'm going to mentor you and teach you how to stop being afraid of becoming the woman you know you were meant to be. So you ready? All right, girl, let's do this. girl welcome to this week's episode of the fearless mujer so excited that you're back for another cup of virtual cafecito and i'm so excited today because i have the honor and the privilege of sitting in front of an amazing mujer i'm gonna let her introduce herself and tell us more about who she is and so patty i want to welcome you to the fearless mujer podcast
1: first of all thank you Micaela, huge fan huge fan I love the uh, the Fearless uh, Mujer Network. I love everything that you stand for, your message, just the way you uplift women. So I'm just incredibly grateful to be here in in your space and for allowing me to be part of it. Uh, My name is Tati Cuevas. I am a life coach. I help women, but specifically Latina women, uh, just help them uh, rediscover themselves through following unexpected loss. So that's really something that the Lord has really put in my heart uh, to focus on lately, surrounding me with women who have really um, uh, helping them uh, in, in the in the relationships, whether it's a loss of a job, loss of a relationship, loss of a pregnancy a loss of a business opportunity. Uh, So God has really allowed me to step in that space and just really work with women and kind of rediscover some goals that they may, that were once hidden or maybe new opportunities, an opportunity to redefine who they are and identity to pivot. So I'm just grateful to, um, to be able to do that.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I'm so, I'm seriously so honored that you're here. And let me just give a shout out to the educated hermanas because they yes. connected us. And if you guys aren't following them, they've been on this podcast. So they're amazing. Like I told them on our episode. Well, no, I, I don't know. I probably tell them all the time because I'm like so fond of them. Like, I'm like, where were you guys when I yes. was your age? Like I needed friends like you instead of the <laughs> drunk friends that I was partying with, <laughs> you know? Um. So shout out to them because I, I just think it's so powerful when you just never know. And when you make that connection with another woman and Mm -hmm. like, I know we're friends now, like Patty and I are messaging each (laughs) other on IG and talking about tacos and worship songs. And so it's, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. So I say that to say, like, put yourself out there, guys, to you who are listening, who are afraid to make friends or step out of your comfort zone. You just never know who you're going to meet and how you're going to grow together. So Um, Today's episode though, I will say might be a little triggering for some because we are going to be talking about loss and grief. And so that can be triggering like what I always tell my clients and what I say. And something I wrote about in my book is that when we're going through a healing journey or a healing process, it's actually painful. And you wouldn't think that it's painful to like go through a healing process, but it really is. So um, if you're listening and you're need to pause and come back, like that's fine. If you have little ears around, I don't know how deep we're going to go, but I would just recommend that maybe don't have your kids listen to this episode because we might talk about some real, real stuff. So again, um, if you need any help after this episode, if you want to talk about something, if what Patty said resonated with you, we'll have her link at the end of the show so that you can just reach out to her and you can DM me as well um, on IG at the Fearless Mohat Podcast. So just wanted to say that because um, I just, I just have this feeling that we're going to go a little bit deep here. (laughs)
1: You ready?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm ready. Um, So we are going to talk about loss and I know that one of the things that you and I started talking about was the loss of relationships, but also the loss of, you know, pregnancy. Like, I think that's something that a lot of women, and I don't want to say like, just in our community, but just being Latina, sometimes we're supposed to just kind of, oh, just get over it type of thing, you know? And even if we have a supportive, significant other, when we when we have a miscarriage, It's like we're just supposed to pick up and get back out there. So I'd like for you to just kind of share and tell us about what happens. What is that process of like, for those of you all that have had a miscarriage, I've had two. um, It's it's not an easy thing. It's a painful thing. And it stays with you.
1: So I'm going
0: to just give the mic to you, Patty, and you can just share. First
1: of all, well, I've had one miscarriage. Uh, very painful. It was my first pregnancy. It was very painful uh, physically as well as psychologically. A lot was going on in my life at the time. I was in grad school trying to get everything done and squared away. And I just was not prepared for, I think, this um, the loss, the grief that came afterwards. Uh, the physical part, I, I was trying to catch up as it happened. Everyone's experience is different. Some people say it was a painful. In my case, it was incredibly painful, more painful than both of my kids' births. So um, it and when you have and what I've found out through doing my own personal work and also working with other women who have shared about their loss is that it's the meaning that you have to your pregnancy. The minute you find out that you're pregnant. Your mind just goes, and you wonder. And as a woman, uh, we've kind of, especially Latina women, we've been kind of been conditioned to think about kids mm-hmm. since they give us a baby carriage or the doll or or uh, uh, playhouse. You know, that's you're supposed to do that. That's the expectation that you will have kids, that it will be easy, that you will have many. And great for those who have that experience, but not all of us um, have that experience. So in order to, um, as I as I process through my grief, I just. I came to realize that, and that was a point of connection with other women. It was I was nine weeks along, um, but I was already imagining a, a, a nursery. Uh, so it, I, and my heart goes out to the women who have, like yourself, who have been through this multiple times, and just having different experiences and at different stages of your life. And I, you know, when I was in the emergency room, the doctor said to me, "Well, you will pass, uh, you will pass tissue." quote unquote and i said and he said it will feel like a period and i said oh okay i i, I get heavy periods i know what that is but i wasn't imagining you know and that's when the word kind of set in in my mind about what god says about i won't i created you i i knitted you from your mother's womb because at nine weeks everything's in place everything is there so to have uh to watch that was very traumatic for me and i had to process that in my own work and that's what um it kind of it tugs at my heart to do to um work with women who have been through that and to help them um uh through those uh, feelings and emotions of grief.
0: Wow, well thank you for sharing that because I know that it's not easy and it is it is very painful and I think that it's something that you don't get over because you kind of have thoughts of like well what what would have been, right? Or you have yeah. you know, you have just those those memory of, of when it happened, like, it's something that you just don't forget. And I had one when I was 19. So I was like really young. I had already had my, my oldest son and I was, I think I was 12 weeks if I'm not mistaken. And I just remember, even though like I was so young, you know, it was, it was so sad. It was Mm -hmm. so sad because, and I, now that I think about it, like That was a really bad relationship. But, you know, it was so sad because here, no matter what age you are, right, you Mm -hmm. have these hopes of like, oh, my God, like, I'm going to have this life. This life is growing in me. And so then I had one. uh, I think it was like three years ago, four years ago. And my husband and I weren't planning to get pregnant. Like we had actually tried years before. And then I finally had decided in my mind that I wasn't going to have more kids because I used to struggle really bad with depression. And then I was scared to get postpartum. And so it was like a whole thing. And I remember that, you know, it wasn't growing right. I was like 10 weeks already and we were so excited. The kids thought like they were going to have this little sibling. And so it, it is a painful thing. And so what happens after, right? Because four years have passed, but I, it's weird. Cause I'll go by the baby section and I'll see like the baby mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm just like, oh, you know, and I guess it's just something that you kind of deal with, but I think that sometimes it's hard when people don't talk about it, when people don't get help because it is traumatic. And so how do you process that? Right. And one of the things that, you know, we're going to get into also is like dealing with relationships like that just kind of fade away or or go away or whatever it is. And how do you deal with that? So when it comes to like pregnancy loss, when it comes to miscarriage, what are some things that women can do to really kind of work through that? Because you can't just distract yourself, right? That's not healthy. So what would you say to that woman that's, you know, right now dealing with that?
1: I would say absolutely seek therapy. That was key for me. Absolutely key. Um, uh, if, allow yourself, your body to heal. Uh, some people can are able to bounce back in two weeks. I wasn't. I struggled a lot. Uh, your body has hormones that are multiplying in you. That doesn't go away o- overnight. So you have to give yourself your body time to heal and understand that even though the baby's not there anymore, you still have these hormones in your body and your body's still acting as if or recovering as if. So see a doctor. Absolutely. Follow up with your uh, primary caregiver. Uh, seek therapy. Plug in with, uh, with other women. Definitely you want to isolate yourself and there is a time for that. But uh, definitely, and I'm not saying just, you know, pick up a one day and pretend it didn't happen. For me, it helped me to talk about it. And what sometimes what you would think is, you know, some people don't know what to do with that. They don't know how to respond. So be really careful. If there's a person that you trust, if there's a mentor, a coach, a pastor, a deacon, someone that you trust that's female and that you can entrust with sensitive information, personal information, plug into that. I was really blessed to really, uh, be surrounded by a good network of women. My mom, my mother-in-law, uh, my husband, yeah, you know, and and your partner goes through the grief process as well. We think it's it's only us, but they go through their own process as well. So um, really get plugged in and surround yourself and get and get that support.
0: Wow, that's so good. And I just thank you, you know, for being open and honest because I think that you know, we need more conversations like this, right? Absolutely. We need to, we mm-hmm. need women to know that, like, we've been through that, right? Because what happens a minute you share, and yes, like, a lot of women have gone through that. But it, I feel like there's this expectation that you just get back up, go to work, d- do life again, and like, everything's fine. But some people, If Especially if they haven't talked about it or, like you said, have that support system in place, have someone to really trust. And kind of like how I was raised, like you just kind of deal with it or don't talk about it or and that's not good. Right. So we have to be able to be courageous enough to say, like, I'm struggling, even Mm -hmm. if, you know, because sometimes people are struggling and it's been like 10 years Mm -hmm. and. You might have family members or someone who are like, just get over it. Like that was a long time ago. And mm-hmm. so there's no set time frame of when you're supposed to be over it. Right. Um, I'm doing air quotes here <laughs> because everyone's healing process is different. It takes longer for some people. So for that woman that's listening, if you're listening and you're like, man, I'm still not over this. And it happened, you know, 10, 12 years ago. Just know that it's okay, you know, but the very, the very, the most important thing that you need to do, the very thing that's going to help you heal is actually stepping out of your comfort zone and saying, I'm struggling with this.
1: Absolutely. You can uh, talk to your doctor. Your doctor may be able to, there are different resources online where you can search for a therapist, a local therapist. If you want a female therapist, a Christian therapist um uh they do it by uh your nearest um zone your nearest uh city uh also plugged in plug it you know uh, send a message to michaela ladies and say hey Mm -hmm. do you think because you never know who's plugged into somebody else and they can really point you in the right in in the right directions i have many of my friends are are therapists i'm not but many of my friends are that we went to school together and and we all kind of have our own little niche and, and specialization and uh, it's really um, helpful to plug into that and, and get over that stigma. Um, if you find someone that says something harsh, try to not take it so personal. If people don't know how to deal with grief, they may say things like, oh, well, at least you have an angel in heaven, and you may not be ready to hear that.
0: Girl, you do it all without breaking a sweat and you do it all in style from being a boss exec to Tuesday tennis to the kids homework, family dinners, lunches and brunches with your girls, trips to the vet and a weekend getaway. That's anything but a getaway. That's why Infinity fully reimagined the QX60 to help you conquer it all with ease, even when you have back to back conference calls on top of the kids basketball practices, not to mention your side hustle. A luxury SUV as functional as it is stylish and as versatile as it is serene. Available features like seating for up to seven passengers, a suite of active safety features, and massaging front seats. Introducing the all-new Infiniti QX60 designed to help you conquer life in style. Now with extremely limited availability, contact your local retailer for inventory information. It's traumatic when you have to go through grief, because I think grief is traumatic. It's traumatic to have to feel that pain. And just personally, like, you know, back in the day before I I had my walk with God, like my way of dealing with pain or grief or whatever was to go get drunk, right? To numb the pain with somebody or whatever Mm -hmm. it was, right? Even shopping. And once you come to a place where you feel that pain and you feel that grief, it's very painful. It is it is a little traumatic. And so actually dealing with it and not numbing it is, is very powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, let's kind of talk about what happens when it's not a miscarriage. What happens when it's not the loss of a baby, right? Because there are also women who have had a baby and then they lose that baby. And I'm not an expert in that, uh, but I know that's just as painful. So there's this theme of grief, right? So, what happens when it's a family member? Maybe a divorce, because people don't think sometimes like mm-hmm. divorces get ugly and then you feel great that, oh my God, I'm divorced. Let me go have a divorce celebration. But then it hits you. Oh my God. This marriage is dead. Like you're grieving that what happened. And so, what happens when it's a family member, when there's this loss, something happened there? So, how can women deal with that? Because I think a lot of times we can say things like, oh, well, I'm glad they're not in my life. It's better that they're not in my life. I'm better without them or whatever. But really, we're just trying to cover up the deeper emotions that we have. So I just want your kind of feedback and your, your viewpoint on what happens when it's the loss of family or a relationship.
1: Well, the important thing to remember is that grief is the reaction to a loss. So anytime you have any kind of loss, you're going to have some somewhat, um, some grief at some level at some point. Uh, uh, grief is not linear. There are stages to grief. Uh, You can feel shock, you can feel uh, depression, Uh, you have physical symptoms, headaches, tummy aches, uh, feelings of panic, anger, uh, inability to do your daily routine, depression, um, return feelings of hopelessness, and also acceptance. So these are all stages of grief. Now You don't have to have one before you move on to another, but it could be that today you may feel, okay, I'm accepting, for example, in your example of a relationship, this relationship ended. It wasn't a good one. I'm okay, But then something can happen later and then you feel really angry and say, oh, how could he do this to me? Or what? How did we or shock? How did we get here? This wasn't in in the cards. So I think acknowledging the stages of the stages and calling them for what they are, because grief can feel very maddening. You can feel crazy and you feel like, oh, my goodness, am I going crazy? Like what is yeah. your emotions are up and down, insomnia. So you can it's it's really important to to call them for what they are. Be, and grief is a lot like um, like the ocean. You have waves in the mm-hmm. beginning. It may feel like huge waves and you may feel like you're drowning. And then over time, as you do your work. And that's the key is doing the work. As you do your work, then you will feel the, the waves are more manageable. You can ride with them or you can see one coming and, and just kind of ride with it. I grew up in California, so I remember boogie boarding and, you know, <laughs> just waiting for that wave and then, OK, I can ride this one. This one's manageable. And then when it when it would just knock me out. So sometimes in grief, it can feel that way where we feel we're fine. And then all of a sudden, boom, a wave hits us. And it just feels like we're tumbling and we don't know which way is up. So it's really yeah. important to 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 acknowledge, to know, and to ride through it and to know, you know, it's not me, it's grief. And kind of externalizing that grief and not letting it become part of your identity. Because sometimes we can get lost in that identity.
0: Yeah. And I, I love that you explained it that way because it just gives, such a great visual of what grief really does look like. And one of the things that I can say is that when you're going through grief, like you said, you, you might be really angry, right? At first, and then time passes and you're like, man, I'm not even mad anymore. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel bad for that person or whatever, mm-hmm. or like, I'm not even mad anymore. And then through that process of grief, you, you, and healing, right. Which we're going to talk about mm-hmm you do really begin to step into that state of forgiveness where like, all right, I've acknowledged that this happened. I'm aware of what happened. I've processed it. Cause I think that one of the things that helped me like going to therapy when, you know, I had the loss of a, of a relationship, uh, with a family member was that me just talking about it. Like I told my therapist, Mm -hmm. I don't need you to fix me. I don't need you to give me antidepressants. (laughs) I literally told her, if you try to give me antidepressants, I'm not going to come anymore. I am going to break up with you. I just need (laughs) to talk to you. And she would be like, okay, that's fine. (laughs) You know, I just like needed to make it very clear. And I'm like, you don't know, like, this is like dating. I had to find the right Mm -hmm. therapist. Please don't make me break up with you. And. And every time I would go to therapy, I would tell her, I don't have anything to talk about. And so I realized now that this was like a coping mechanism, Mm -hmm. that I would have small talk. And then by the time I left, I was crying. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. But one of the things that me going to that therapist at that time was that by me talking about what I was feeling, I was processing what I was thinking. And so Mm -hmm. when we don't say what we're feeling, when we don't, tell someone what we're going through we don't get a chance to process the pain that we're going through mm-hmm. and so in that process i i would come to different moments where like man i'm not even mad anymore i'm just going to think of all the good things about this person and mm-hmm. and then you know finally reaching that moment of wow okay like i really i think when you realize you've forgiven someone is because you don't feel any type of way anymore Mm -hmm. You're like, you're like neutral, like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. That happened, but it's, it's what it is. Not that it was okay, whatever it was, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's done. Right. So what would you say about kind of coming to that moment of specifically to like, I know a lot of women, especially women that listen to this podcast have grown up in dysfunction, they have toxic family. That's a lot of why it's hard for them to really move forward because they they have been conditioned with so much criticism. And obviously it's not everyone, but that's been my experience and my own experience. So what would you say to those people that are like, "Man, I'm I'm really going through it because now me and this person are no longer in each other's lives and Sadly, a lot of times that happens from like something very traumatic and tragic.
1: Right. Um, I think one of the things we're talking about family members, what a lot of the way we handle conflict sometimes is isn't the healthiest. And we tend to repeat patterns that obviously don't work, yet we keep repeating them. Uh, One of them is through emotional cutoff. So a family member may just all of a sudden stop talking to you. Speak over something that to you that and you start thinking, well, what did I say? What, what, what I, and you start kind of beating yourself up over uh, something that you're not quite sure what happened. This person's not willing to make amends, not willing to apologize, not willing to talk. And, and so what are you left with? All of these feelings. Right. And one of the things to, to remember is that when people do that, it's, it's their psychology. It's not your responsibility. It's not something for you to take on. Is not, they're not your client, they're not your patient, you're not their doctor, you're not their therapist. So that's part of their process to So you separate it, whether physically or emotionally from that person. And say, so, you know, that's, that's them. That's not me. And that, and I'm not going to allow that to stick to me because if I allow that to stick to me, then that becomes part of my inner voice, my thoughts, my, uh, my perceptions of myself, of my identity. And, and if I feel rejected and I said, well, and this person's not willing to do that, to make amends or, or talk about it, then it, it sticks. So I'm not going to allow that to kind of stick to me and become part of who I am, that toxicity. Yeah. And it stops yeah. here. And that's the way you kind of become a cycle breaker when it comes to a family member. Um, uh, it's, it's not easy. It's, it, it, it takes time, especially when it's, you know, you have events that are is so-and-so going to be there, but I'm not talking to them. And, it's, and you know, just it, it can be very uncomfortable, very hurtful. And many times it is it, uh, traumatic experiences can uh, split up a family uh, it, uh, because people start taking sides and they start thinking about what there's always uh, they start thinking about what they think happened or did not happen or should have happened. And uh, it can really be divisive and it can be hurtful. So I think it's separate and accepting that, that really accepting the end of that relationship it may not have been on your terms. And, but you know what, that's okay. That's okay. And, and, and you try to stick to just moving forward, reflect, meditate, trust yourself, uh, be aware of your triggers, you know, like, um, uh, like you were saying, you have good memories about this person and ending that really and you know, the relationship ended, but you, you try to focus on um, uh, on good memories. Uh, and then start see it as an opportunity to kind of show up for yourself and say, okay, this relationship is gone. Who am I without this relationship in the case of a divorce? Well, now that I'm not Mrs. so and so, then who am I really? What do I like? Is there a goal? Is there a purpose? What's my purpose here? What uh, did I think I had to be as Mrs. So-and-so? And And now I don't have to do that. So what would I like that? What would I like that to look like from this point forward?
0: Wow. That's so good. Oh my God, Patty, we could like, we could talk (laughs) forever, but uh, as we wrap, I want to ask you two questions. So how does a woman not allow her identity to get wrapped up in this loss, right? Because even with miscarriage, you can just keep getting wrapped up in like losing that baby, right? Or divorced or with a family member, like you said, who am I now? So it's like the, it's like the moment of having this opportunity of really understanding your identity, but how do you Mm -hmm. not allow What's happening, the grief, the loss to become your identity?
1: I think you have to have a lot of grace for yourself. Grace is key. Understanding the process, the stage of grief that you're in, uh, 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 accepting yourself, doing the work, acknowledging that you're doing the work, saying, you know, this happened. But I'm getting to know myself again. Uh, you you take it as an opportunity. You start asking questions about yourself. What's my communication style? What kind of communicator am I? What kind of temperament do I have? What are my likes? What are my dislikes? Uh, what uh, what is my love language? Uh, if you haven't picked up that book, it's an excellent book. It really helps with relationships. The five love languages. Um, so and uh, why do I tend to behave the way I do? So do a lot of this. Take it as an opportunity to kind of explore uh, what, uh, you know, the what ifs, uh, the, be, be curious about yourself, uh, because now you don't have to depend on this relationship. I'm not so-and-so's cousin, or I'm not so-and-so's niece or whatever it is that they, I'm, I'm not the CEO anymore. I'm not the, you know, this big corporate person anymore. Then who am I? And ask yourself these questions and it could be so liberating, and where nor- as you do your work, then you this identity work, then you stop focusing so much on this relationship and this cutoff and all the net- negative experiences. but you actually begin to blossom and open yourself up to new opportunities, new hopes, new experiences, new adventures, uh, you know, uh, finding new meaning, finding new meaning spiritually. Uh, you know, in my case, I you know I found God again and I'm so grateful that I did. Uh, it was, uh, he, uh, it wasn't through the pregnancy loss, but it was through a, a different, uh, a different loss of different loss of a relationship. And I found God and I found that I love to dance and that I can do it and that it wasn't too late and that I can serve in the church and that I can be useful and that, I, that my sun, my moon and the stars is no longer this relationship. The sun doesn't rise and set on this relationship.
0: Wow. That's so good. So what would you tell the woman who's like, I want to heal. I'm ready to heal. How do I do it?
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! Do it. <laughs> Just jump. Just jump. Don't even think about it. Just jump. You know. I I think. Uh, you know. We live in an age now where there's so many free resources. Plug into a cafecito night. You know. Have have this chat with amazing women. Uh, uh, where you see women from women from all walks of life with different experiences that are there to uplift each other. You know, uh, they can reach out to you. They can reach out to a coach, a mentor that would that, that will say, okay, you know, you're you ready. What, what do you want to do? Well, you know, I've thought about doing a podcast or I've thought about starting my business. I've thought about, um, you know, uh, designing clothes, becoming a florist, going back to school. And in the loss of my relationship, uh, of, of this particular relationship, I, I found that I went back to school. It didn't quite work <laughs> out for me the first time. But, it, you know, it took a couple of tries, but through all that get, and getting that support and getting plugged in, God yeah. will provide the resources, the people and the tools, you know, um, the entire way. All you have to do, you know, is put out your map.
0: That's so walk. good. I love mm-hmm. it. All right. So if women are listening and I know someone's going to be like, I need to know who Patty is, where can they find you?
1: They can find me on Instagram at uh, Coach Patty Cuevas. So you'll find all my information there to my website, how to contact me. You can DM me. I'm uh, also on Facebook. So you'll find all my social media uh, information there.
0: Cool. And I'll add your link in the show notes. So that way you all can just click and find Patty. Thank you so much for being here today and just having this amazing conversation with me.
1: Thank you, Mikaela. I just, I really, mwah, I, I appreciate you. <laughs> Best of. If Thank I you. you
0: right now, I, would. I know a virtual <laughs> hug.
1: All right. For God sure. bless you guys. Please go follow Patty.
0: She's amazing. And share this episode with your amigas. God bless. Hey, girl, wasn't that episode so empowering and inspiring? Hey, do me a favor, share this episode with the women in your life because something powerful happens when we lift each other up. You can share this episode with your amigas by texting them the link, posting it on social, and you can also tag me in your stories on IG at the Fearless Mujed Podcast. I'll make sure to give you a shout out. And hey, if you haven't left a review for the Fearless Mujed Podcast and you have Apple, go ahead and leave me a review. Let me know that you're loving this podcast. All right, girl, God bless.